All right, it's another edition to Headliners, and today we're going to talk about some Spider-Man developments. We're going to teach you a little bit about copyright termination notices, and also a new development about Ninja Turtles 3, uh, Leonardo's suit. So it's, uh, it's Dave and I, per usual. Uh, let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. I've seen three movies in my life. Bridge on the River Kwai, Patton, and Herbie Fully Loaded. You serious, Clark? I always tell it to Is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. Nice. All right, it's uh, last weekend's box office, this September 27th through the 29th. Abominable. Uh, let it off, debut week at number one, $20 million, $20.6 million. Downton Abbey slipped number two with 14.3. Hustlers, back up from the five spot, is in third place with 11.3 million. It Chapter Two stays in fourth with 10.2. And uh, Ad Astra plummets to the five spot, 10.0. Yeah, and Judy debuted at number seven. Can't forget about Julie. Only two point nine, but it's. I didn't realize Judy had come out yet. I don't think anyone knew it came out. It only came out in four hundred and sixty theaters. Yeah, typical. I mean, I, typical top five is all three thousand, four thousand theaters. Yeah, but I just I, I don't know. It's I live in New York, so I get all the like limited releases. So I figured I would have heard of it coming out here at least. But yeah, I, I mean, I've I seen didn't... I've seen trailers for it, but it never actually came up followed up with a, a date. Yeah, we we've spoken about at least two different trailers. For mm-hmm. it. So, so I, I, I was excited for it. I don't know if it's any good or not. I don't know. It was a slow rollout, but so uh, you may have missed us this week. We did not review Ad Astra because we were both dead. We Dave was sick. I was sick independently of each other. Um, I still don't sound great, so we just, just you know we couldn't do it. Sorry, guys. I sound great though. Um, you sound fantastic. I <laughs> I sound like shit like always. But what quick, give give like your quick like one sentence summary of your your feelings and your two scores. Okay, um, I think the headline that I that I, that I read summed it up perfectly. It says, "Oh, what was it? It uh, if you if you're into a movie about a sad guy in space for two hours, you'll love it." That's just that's what it, it was. A depressing guy. It was slow. The the tempo was just weird. If I, if I have a good credit, the cinematography, the shots, the costume design, the set design, the, the, every, it was it was a great one to look at. It was great to look at. I think the the overbearing factor that bothered me so much was the shitty narrating from Brad Pitt the entire time. Oh, I love the narration. Nah, it was it was over the top and shitty. But I I I didn't think it was shitty any any means, but I, I so I really like the movie. I just I can very much see though when like why other people wouldn't though. It, it's a hundred percent a movie that is not for everyone, and I'm not gonna if you don't like it, I'm not gonna be like oh you're wrong. It mm-hmm. just it hit on a ton of the right notes for me. Yeah, and I'm not gonna say oh. you're wrong because it's not for me. God damn it, my computer is about to restart. Oh no! <laughs> Five really? minutes. Yep, it just what? came up. Can you really hit ignore? No, it wasn't like an ignore thing. It was like, hey, your computer's rebooting in five minutes. Is that going to affect you? Are we going to lose you? Of course, I'm not going to fucking see you. 
Yeah, uh, it's gonna be bad for a bit, but I can just edit out those, like, the minute and a half it takes to reboot the computer. Okay. So, yeah. Should we just, like, stop and wait? Or clap, clap? I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. What are your scores, quickly? You, you didn't oh, yes. Scores. So we'll finish up this. Uh, yeah, 71% for me, critical. Like I said, it wasn't, I had, it had a lot of great parts, but I had some problems. Uh, and for me, it was a is a low two popcorns. Okay, dragged for me. I gave it a ninety two critically. Like I said, it it worked Whoa. for me, but I I see why others wouldn't like it. And then uh, a four popcorn. Whoa, ninety two seems high. Oh, even I, I for liking it. it, even for liking it, I feel like ninety two is too high. We should really like break down like our, our what our critical means. Now that we're in season two of Six Packs, and we should figure out like, you know, ten points for cinematography, ten points for the story, like that that kind of thing. We should probably figure that part out. Eh. Maybe or just keep doing what we're doing, loose and fast. Yeah. All right, we'll we, do that. We don't want to be too technical because we're exactly. we're not we're not like critical reviewers. We're we're just talking out of our ass. We're the average person. That's true. It's a gut feeling. Yeah, my gut says seventy-one. So, what would that average out to be? So, like our 80... average is a three popcorn and an eighty-one point five. I can live with that. Which that feels really fair for this yeah. movie. See, like we, we even ourselves out. Yeah, like last week when we were both on five popcorn and seventy-two, or two weeks ago, whatever it was for it chapter two. Mm-hmm. That that was scary. Though. We're it was. the exact same. Yeah, same vein. Um, do you want to talk about Spider-Man? Do you have time before your computer dies? Let's find out. Okay. Spider-Man. I, I know he's back. I don't know how or what happened. So basically Tom Holland was like real life Peter Parker and just the champion of the people. And he, he's the one who got Kevin Feige and Bob Iger to come back to the table. And he got, um, what's his name? Rothman from Sony to come back to the table. And he like made a presentation of all the fan out, like support pouring out and like gave it to him. And so they agreed to do one more mo- one more Spider-Man movie, and he will appear in one more not Spider-Man movie, like another Marvel movie. Damn! Didn't know it was like a class presentation that w- that saves that Spider-Man. Apparently, that That's seems all weird the to me. Are. And the the New Deal is uh, not the fifty fifty one that Disney wanted. It's seventy five twenty five, which is good for Sony because. They'll actually still be it's profitable, and it's still up from the ten percent that mm-hmm. Disney was getting. See, everyone wins. If the, it, I don't feel like it should have taken this long to get there, I'm sure. I don't. I find it hard to believe that. I find it hard to believe that a child actor—he's not a child actor. He's like what in his twenties. Yeah, I think he's like, like two years actor, younger like than me. He's saved this, saved this billion-dollar franchise from falling apart. But I mean, he's also like invested in both disney like he he's doing that animated movie with chris pratt next year the pixar one he's supposed to be the yeah, lead no, in like and two different sony franchises so he he has pull yeah he's got a lot riding on it uh just it's surprising i was not anticipating that be the reason why he came came back together i i've All right. honestly part of me expected them to come back together Again, like I, I yeah, didn't think he was like, like done. Yeah, I didn't think he was done in the MCU, but I was surprised that he played such an integral role in it. I think it was a PowerPoint with like Getty images. I'm kind of hoping it's a Prezi. Did you yeah. ever make a Prezi? Where it like moves with around? With the swipes and shit. 
Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So um, this this popped up. Uh, one of our listeners actually sent me this one, this story last night. Le- the Leonardo suit from the 1993 movie Ninja Turtles 3 went up for auction and received zero bids but tons of attention because it's rotting and it looks like a nightmare. It's It was improperly stored. The the vinyl and the rubber like deteriorated from like moisture. It just ugh. The face the 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 rubber around the face shrunk, exposing the teeth. Like more so, it was just it's a nightmare. Yeah, I my only thought on this whole news story was that this looks fucking terrifying. I clicked the link you sent, yeah. and I'm going to have nightmares now. I don't think you could make a creepier puppet if you tried. And he's gone. We will resume momentarily. Yep, he's back. I'm back. All right. Just got your tweet out. All right, so uh, where were we? We were talking about how terrifying this guy is. All right. Um, So I think, yeah, we, we nailed it. It's terrifying. Tim Burton couldn't make something this creepy if he tried. Cool. Uh, we'll move on to the, the little bit of heavier stuff. I guess this is heavy. This copyright. Oh. Yeah, heavy as in like it's actual, like learning things. I don't like learning. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I was interested in it. So, um, so copyright termination notices are a thing that's going to become uh, more prevalent, and you're going to see it happen to to your favorite movies that happened in the '80s. So basically, the law says that a movie can lose its right to the movie which were adapted from books and other non-movie media 35 years after it's published. So movies published are movies that were released 35 years ago today are in danger of having their, their copyrights lost in favor of the original author. It's happening to Terminator. Die Hard is, is, is next up in Beetlejuice. Who framed Wait, Roger ter- Terminator wasn't a book or movie. Or it's, it was a movie first. It was adapted from something, though. No, it wasn't. The whole story behind it was Jim Car- Cameron like actually thought of the whole thing when he had a fever and he was on location shooting another movie and he sketched out a whole scene like in a fever state. Okay, well, make me go to this goddamn link and find out why Terminator is the actual like naming. Sorry, the title. Well, that that's not important. It is. I, I mean, I, I want to find out where I'm wrong. So the the turn again, future missing um, it could also very much just be Hollywood Reporter throwing popular franchises from that time period in the article without checking. No, okay, what happened was, all right, so David Ellison's Skydance Media, which acquired the rights from his sister, Megan Ellison, who bought the rights for $20 million in 2011, is going to lose it starting in, 20, in November 2020. Okay, so because they weren't the original owners. Like exactly. J- copyright Cameron Bill, was. Yeah. So maybe James Cameron is the one who is, who is buying who it back. Who get it back, yeah. Which that, makes sense because I know he was producing this new one because mm-hmm. he wanted it to like lead into his, him getting the rights back. Okay, so we're there. We were, we were, we were both right. Okay. I just that didn't makes know that. I didn't know he didn't have ownership of it still. Okay. So, yeah, Die Hard is the next one. Beetlejuice, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Predator. Those are the ones that have been, that have been tagged as it's going to happen. Because like, I guess it takes like years of paperwork and filings in order for it to actually happen. Um, 
I think Alien was up for it, but they the, the writers missed it or some shit. Like I, who knows? So um, what this means is that if the authors reacquire these rights, they will likely sell them immediately for a profit. Because why else bother getting them? And if they sell them, then there's obviously a reboot. Like we need more reboots. That sucks, right? I I I'm of the mindset like. I don't care if something's a reboot or a remake as long as it's good. Okay, fair. Because But I like I like original content too. Yeah, no, I'm I'm all for original content. I I hate the remakes that are just like <laughs> remade but shittier than the original. Then there's no reason to do it. But if you have a idea on how to make it better or different enough to justify it, I don't care if it's a big pop- property or not. Okay, so maybe that is the best case scenario. The other half of the coin is the studios are likely to be capitalizing on their remaining days of the rights by throwing sequels out of nowhere just to get a last bit of revenue. I would watch a sequel to Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Beetlejuice. But you know it's going to be rushed just as like a, like a, a shit job. Eh, this, is, this is a no-win situation. I, I have A-list. I, I'm not paying for the ticket. I'll go see it. The only, the only people that are winning is, are, are the people who gain the copyrights back and sell them promptly for, like, a few hundred million dollars. Yeah, but then when they sell them, like, the people who have them now have all the, not all the time they would, but they have quite a bit of time to, like, do something with it so they could develop good ideas with it. Maybe. I don't mind yeah. this. It, 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 if nothing else, it will breed new adaptations of these things. We have way too many adaptations, or we have way too many sequels and, and reboots and, and all that shit. Like, that's all you can see. Everything in the theaters the like the past summer was like '90s related. Yeah, but like of these things that you that's listed here, the only one that I could see getting like a big screen adaptation, whether it's a reboot or a remake, is Terminator. Uh, Beetlejuice. I don't think that that like if they're remaking it and it's not the original cast, that there's no way. I mean, nobody goes to the movies anymore for anything besides blockbusters for the most part. I think Beetlejuice. I think Michael Keaton can play Beetlejuice better now than he did back in 97. I think he fits but the th- bill. Th- that wouldn't... It, it wouldn't be a sequel, right? If they're... If they're Maybe you can reboot with the same character. Right. I don't know. Maybe you can. There's no rule saying you can't. Yeah, I just, I just don't know if he would do it without, like, Winona Ryder and, like, the original people behind it. He's, he's, he likes paydays. Michael Key would definitely do it. Okay. Me, and him, me and him are good. We're close. <laughs> All right, want to talk about the Joker? Uh, sure. The Joker director, Todd Phillips, says he left comedy because woke co- culture ruined the genre. Um, just to note, he made the Hangover Trilogy, Road Trip, Old School, Starchkey and Hutch remake, and Due Date. Uh, his last couple movies, obviously, was Joker and War Dogs. Uh, this kind of just seems like a cranky guy who's just mad because his comedy is no longer in vogue. I, I mm-hmm. kind of felt sad reading it. I was like, "Come on, dude! Like, grow the fuck up." So, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's quite the statement to make saying that comedy as a genre has got killed. Yeah, when Fleabag just won all the Oscars, and we were saying how it was one of the greatest comedies of like the past ever. Emmys, Emmys, buddy. Whatever. Come it, on, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It's it's things are uh, times changing. It's 
it's a it's a it's a lot harder to do comedy. You can't just say anything you want. See, anymore. I I don't I don't even think it's harder. Yeah, to okay, do it's comedy. not harder. You have to be more nuanced though. I I just think comedy changed like comedy in the eighties was drastically different than comedy in the nineties, which was drastically different than comedy in two thousands, which is drastically different than now. Like it yeah. just changes, and his brand of comedy, which was really popular in like the late nineties, early two thousands, just isn't popular anymore. Well, it's but because it, it's every, everyone it's gets offended though, by everything. But, like, but I mean, it's like, so hard to make a joke. I mean, think how many comedians do you, you know have to apologize for tweets from ten years ago, and then just ruins them. It's just it's see that I agree like. Apologizing for jokes and tweets from like years ago is stupid, and I agree that that's where like woke culture is like getting to be annoying. Mm-hmm. But for just saying like you can't make a comedy now because you can't make like rape jokes or something, that's incredibly dumb. I I think he needs to just fucking shut up. <laughs> this is like this is lame in my opinion. Like he just comes across as a cranky old man who can't like keep up with the current times. Yeah, no, I mean it was it was surprising to say the least. He said he, saying that the comedy genre was ruined, and I like a lot. Like I like the first Hangover. I love um, the first old one. school uh, road trips. Not bad. Star Chain Hutch. I didn't really like, and I never I like saw that. Due Date. Um, Due Date I liked, was surprisingly good. I liked his last movie too, War Dogs, and um, I'm oh. excited to watch Joker. I just think, awesome. so he's clearly talented. He just he's getting he's older. also a douchebag. He's getting older. I'm not I I'm not into the shit that I was back in the you know, ten, fifteen years ago. But that, that's doing, the thing. He's saying doing he still is. Things. He's still into that stuff and wants to keep making those comedies. He just feels like he can't. Yeah, that's 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 I think that's coming from the wrong. Yeah. I think there there are ways woke culture is ruining comedy, but his thing is stupid. It's mm-hmm. just forcing people to apologize for jokes that are years ago, which is dumb. Did you see um, he got to talk about more about the other aspect of the Joker? Um, he he was interviewed saying that uh, he didn't understand the backlash that how how he made violence so uh, real in the in, in Joker. He said it was okay to have a rated R uh, gruesome violence from Deadpool because it was funny. But he tried to have rated R gruesome violence in a drama, and people got upset. And he said, I feel like that's backwards. I feel like it's more important to show the reality of violence as opposed to make light of it. And I was like, damn, that's a really good point. Yeah, I, I, I've seen a few of those articles and like quotes from him the past week. And I, I agree with it. He, A lot of people are saying... Um, the movie, like, the people who are criticizing it say the movie is kind of like a Scorsese knockoff because it draws heavily on King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. Mm-hmm. But um, but they don't like it because it promotes violence. And the response to that is Taxi Driver and King of Comedy doesn't. Like, yeah, just because exactly a, fil- a film showing something and gets you to emphasize with a character doesn't mean they're saying the character is right. Yeah, it's not promoting it. I mean, they're not saying like, "Hey, do yeah. this." It's like, hey, "This, this is what's happening." Scorsese's whole whole career is based on yeah. getting you to like showing the human side of criminals. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a movie. It's, it, they're telling a story, and it's supposed to make you feel things by by affecting you. And I hope that violence affects you in some way. Because if it doesn't, you're a psychopath. Yeah, right. I a hundred percent. I'm just I'm so excited for this movie to come out. And then be done. Like I'm, I'm excited to see the movie, and I think yes. it'll be good. 
Um, I'm really excited for Joaquin's performance, but I just cannot wait for there to not be more news articles on it. I don't know. I, I'm I'm going to be sad when I don't see the trailers. Like the 30-second TV spot that always pops up, the music is amazing. It's so, like, it's like triumphant. I, I haven't seen the TV okay. spots. Okay, it's, 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 it's almost like a classical music type thing. It's like, it's like, it's awesome. It gets you, like, right in the mood right away. It's like, yes, I want to see this psychotic guy. <laughs> perform on stage. I want to see what happens. Lots of nuts. All right. Um, talk about a couple of trailers. Uh, hand up. I only watched one of them. I was going to watch the other one, but shit happens. Uh, the King's Man. This looks so good. I'm so in, in, uh, in on this. I, I honestly, I, I, okay. I, when I was watching the trailer, I didn't know what it was for. Cause I think it was, it was, it was first time I saw it was like an Ad Astra. I was going to say, I didn't know what it was at first, too, and it played before Ed Astra and IMAX, and I was like, this is fucking sick. And you know what I was kind of hoping for? What? I was really I was really sneakily hoping that it was going to be a reboot of um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Ooh, that would be... An, I, I want that to be rebooted. I yeah. hope somebody gets the rights to that and reboots it. It really felt like that was, was what was happening. I and then, and then the, it came um, up the King's Man, I'm like, blown away. <laughs> I love the um, sword-fighting Rasputin. Mm. <laughs> in the trailer. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's, the King's Men, the first one, amazing. Yeah, like, the second one, one's like, not bad, but not as good as the first, I feel like. The first one was so good because it was actually like a, almost a parody of spy movies in itself. It was very it self-aware. Yeah, I wouldn't call it like a straight-up parody. It was more like an homage to like yes, the 60 era. Absolutely. Era, like, That's the James way James Bond. I mean, they said it right, right in the, the Sam Jackson and... Um, Tyler, Tyler Firth? Colin Firth. They're a little sit-down at dinner. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I love the old spy movies. The, the new ones are just so complicated. Yeah, this they're also serious. Yes, this one was very not complicated. Yeah. I loved it. Maybe Defe- because I'm a stupid person, but it just these are the ones I like. Doesn't get any less complicated than Defeat the Villain, Get the Princess. Mm-hmm. All right, the next trailer up is The Gentleman. By yep. Guy Ritchie. It's got Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Colin Farrell, uh, Jeremy Strong, who's tearing it up on Succession right now. Um, mm-hmm. it, it looks great. It looks kind of like, uh, I just said his name, Guy Ritchie's earlier films, like Snatch and, uh, what is it, Lock, Stock, and Smoke and Barrel. Yeah. It looks like those films. So I'm, I'm excited for it. Hopefully he's back after a couple of years of... Just iffy things. Yeah, so I, I wanted to comment on So you posted this trailer on our Twitter. <clears throat> at Six Pack Cinema. Go check that out. This guy, the Culture Real Podcast. Do you know him? No, I don't know who these people are, and I just ignored them. Yeah, he says, I mean, it's Guy Ritchie, so no, we're not excited. Fuck you. Um, Have some enjoyment in your life. I just responded to that piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I love his pin tweet. says, guys... We have a blog, right? Yeah, nobody cares. I don't like him. The culture yeah, fuck real. That guy. His fuck logo the culture sucks. Real. Bridging the diversity gap in film criticism in the UK. Oh, he's he's, he's English. He's a total dickhead. <laughs> All right. Uh, what what's coming out this weekend though? Fortnightly podcast. I can't. I thought it was a Fortnite podcast. It's Fortnightly podcast. So that something in British. I don't know what Fortnightly means. It means every 12 days, I believe. That's a shitty podcast. 
Yeah. So we like one every two weeks. That's fucking stupid. Where's your ethic? Where's your work ethic? All right. <laughs> Sorry. Who cares? Let's move on. Okay. All right. Movie releases coming out this weekend. The Climbers. Not sure if you heard about this because I didn't, but it is a Chinese climbing movie. It's documenting the, or it's about the first Chinese climbers to summit Mount Everest with a cameo by Jackie Chan. I'm actually interested in this. I really loved, um, I don't know if you ever read Into Thin Air. They moved, uh, they made it into the movie Everest a few years ago. I never read it, but I, I know about the, the Everest movie. Yeah, it, it's one of my favorite books. It's fantastic. So. I mean, climbing movies are intense. Climbing is intense. I still haven't seen that one that came out last year everyone was talking about. It's on Hulu. Um, free something. No idea what you're talking about. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sure okay. there's people listening yelling right now into Probably. their like, cars. <laughs> um, yeah, but it doesn't have a chance because it's going up against Joker, obviously, coming out uh, tonight. Yes. Last I, night, I'm recording this instead of going to see it, so you all owe me. You're a trooper. Thank you. Uh, and then Netflix release in the tall grass, which Ooh. is what the, I was going to say, I, I'm actually interested in this Netflix, uh, their adaptations of Stephen King have all been like really well received, like critically and audience wise. So, oh, this is a Stephen King adaptation. Yes. Did not know that. I was yeah. already interested because I, th- all right, hand up. I, I have found that Netflix teen movies are fantastic. Whether the, the the teen comedies or like teen dramedies, they're all great. So, Netflix and about a, a, a original Netflix movie about a teenage girl, I'm on board 100 percent of the time now. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can handle it. It's a horror movie. Did not know that to be honest. So, um, I didn't watch a trailer. I just I just literally copy and pasted from like upcoming movies. So uh, that changes things a little bit for me. You should still watch it. Just knowing. Can you imagine I sat down and watched like, "Hey, Shane, get the popcorn. We're gonna watch a you know teen comedy." Oh God, this is a lot darker. That I am so upset at myself for <laughs> just telling you that's a horror movie. Um, that was last real thing rough. Coming out this weekend though is Big Mouth season three, and I'm pumped. I love Big Mouth. I haven't seen a single episode. Oh, it's it's another one of those things similar to what I said to Ed Astra earlier. It's like it hits every note for me, so I fucking love it. But if somebody watched it and was like, "I don't like it," mm-hmm. I would understand. But it's because the actual animation style is extremely gross. Really? Like, so like yeah. Ren and Stimpy type stuff. Not quite that bad. <laughs> okay. But they they talk about it like it's um, John Mulaney and uh, Nick Kroll and who are the showrunners and creators of the show and um. They, they talk about everything from puberty that, like, you actually went through, like, first time you masturbated and how addicted you got to it. And, like, on the woman's side, like, they, they talk about, like, the girl getting her first period and becoming hormonal and hating everything. And uh, Jason Manzoukas plays a character who fucks his pillow. Jesus Christ. Well, it sounds, like, really quality. Honestly, yes. I'm... I'm, I'm ugh, it sucks. It's like, I always have these shows that I want to watch, but I never think of it when I'm sitting down to watch TV. Yeah, well, they're they're easy because they're only like twenty minute episodes. No, so you yeah, can blow no, they, through all three seasons and like. See, my big days. issue is I I have gotten to a really bad routine because like, I've done that. I I work out. I get my job. I work all day. And I come home and I have a night job I'm working at, and so I sat down, I sit on a laptop, and I just put put on Parks and Rec, and I am I am finishing up my third time through the whole series, and I'm rounding the corner. I'm gonna I know I'm gonna hit play again on season one, episode one. 
Why don't you just once you're done, pick something new? I can't help it. It's like it's a comfort almost. Like I have a routine where I go, I work with Leslie Nope in the background. <laughs> it's like a it's like a security blanket of sorts. I don't know. You, you got to break. And also because it's because I know what it is, I can focus on what I'm doing and like. I can hear something laugh, like, hi, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like, because I know it all, like, verbatim in my head. I can't watch something new and do work at the same time. That's true. If it that's is that, new, that's the gotta... bigger problem. Yeah. I should I probably know. switch out for, like, Office to keep it, like, self, you know, mixed up. Or but... Seinfeld is on Hulu, and it's great. There we go. That, too. Yeah. All right. So, that's going to wrap up this week. Uh, we're going to go. Um, we may or may not have headliners next week. Uh, scheduling problems. I'm going to be in Virginia. Um, <clears throat> but we're gonna we're gonna review Joker the following Monday, definitely. And we're actually doing it. This we're time. actually gonna do it because we have to, and we yes. want to. So look out for that. Uh, anything else? I think that's it. Oh, rate, subscribe, find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at, at Six Pack Cinema. Bingo! All right, All right. guys. Love y'all. Shots at me like it's Patron And I'm just like, damn It's 7am Say it in the street, that's a knockout But you say it in a tweet, that's a cop-out And I'm just like, hey Are you okay? And I ain't trying to mess with your self-expression But I've learned a lesson that's stressing and obsessing About somebody else's no fun And snakes and stones never broke